When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the On the Pony Express podcast, part of the On3 network. Check out all the SMU coverage you need at ontheponyexpress.com. Now, now. here's your host, Billy Embody. Billy Embody. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I'm Billy Embody. We are presented by StatusJet, statusjet.com. Check them out, guys. We are now just under a week away from the Super Bowl. If you're looking to book a last-minute round-trip charter experience, check out our friends at StatusJet and use code PONYUPACC or mention ontheponyexpress.com. When booking to get a discount on your round trip, this is that time of year you're also planning your spring break getaway, whether you're skiing or going to Mexico, look into a charter experience with your family and friends, because maybe it's just the right option for you, especially when you consider the personal attention to detail that Status Jet and their entire team pays to their customers when it comes to bringing them the best when it comes to the charter jet experience. And if you're looking to buy or sell a plane, reach out to David Henry and his team at 866-406-1980 to get their full attention uh, at such a level that you would expect from a private jet company. So check out Status Jet today and they'll take care of your needs when it comes to the right way to do the charter jet experience. Status Jet, appreciate their uh, sponsorship of the On the Pony Express podcast. Guys, this was a big weekend for SMU. They landed two commitments, one high school, one from the transfer portal. We'll get to those guys. And it was also a massive junior day weekend for the Mustangs. We'll talk a little bit about the guys that hit campus as well with a massive list of roughly 50 or so prospects that were on the hilltop getting a chance to visit with Rhett Lashley and his staff. But first, let's go ahead and jump into the transfer portal, um, because why not? Uh, It is dominating uh, the news all the time. And SMU picked up another Dallas area native when it comes to the portal. And that is Blake Burris, the former Texas Tech defensive lineman, committed to SMU late Sunday night. He's the newest Mustang when it comes to the transfer portal. He'll have three years of eligibility remaining. He redshirted in 2021 and then played in all 13 games in 2022 as a punt protector on special teams. And then in 2023, he was starting to really break through on the defensive side of things, made two tackles in three games. And then what Joey McGuire, a friend of the program, called a uh, knee injury, a a hyperextended knee uh, that was going to keep him out around six weeks. He ended up not playing again in the 2023 season. So I don't know if he ended up having to have it uh, surgically repaired or any of those things, but come January 9th, he jumped in the transfer portal 
and SMU was able to reel him in. Now, this is a funny one because obviously he announced his commitment late at night. And uh, so I was uh, just getting ready to get tucked into bed when this happened. But um, I texted a couple sources and they said, hey, this is something that's been done for a minute. And the 6'5-ish, 300-pound Irving native has been silently committed to SMU for a while now. So he played at Parish Episcopal High School in DFW, where he won a state championship in 2019 with Preston Stone, I'll I'll add, um, on that team. And and maybe Jaden Jones, but maybe he might have been gone. But um, Jaden Jones uh, went to Parish. I'm pretty sure I have that right. Uh, and then was also at Irving MacArthur High School um, earlier in his prep career. So SMU, we talked a lot about uh, them needing to go out and address um, the defensive line. And this is the first step of doing that when it comes to the spring window. I'm not sure if he's now on campus or if he's, um, you know, a part of the program just yet. I lean towards no since uh, SMU hadn't announced him and it's uh, way past the ad drop date. Uh, but if that's the case, um, in terms of him being a spring guy, a uh, spring graduate from Texas Tech, he will um, join the team this summer and he'll be able to get into the weight program then. Uh, he did do a year at Air Force Prep uh, and then ended up at Texas Tech. So he's, I mean, he's four years removed from high school uh, in that sense and um, ended up going to Air Force Prep before landing at Texas Tech. So he is far removed from college. Uh, he probably picked up some credits at Air Force Prep and then um, ended up at Texas Tech where he or is has either completed his degree or will complete his degree pretty soon here. Uh, and, and either uh, he's already with the program or he will join the program. Just haven't gotten that confirmed either way just yet. But to get a guy that has this size is, is big for SMU. And I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to come right in and, and be this instant factor or impact. But in terms of looking at him from, you know, a, a high level uh, viewpoint, not really knowing too much about Blake Burris at this time, he's a guy that redshirted uh, when he first got to Tech. He came up through the tap side of things, so maybe needed a little bit more time to develop and acclimate to the college uh, you know, side of things, especially at a school like Tech. And then this year he was going to break through, it looked like, into the rotation. And then he gets hurt and he doesn't end up playing again in 2023. I'll, I'll, if you're SMU bringing him in when you've got Mike Lockhart, Tank Booker, Jonathan Jefferson, and Corey Roberson is kind of like your top four as of right now. And then you've got Mike Johan, Sanjo, and Jiki. You've got Braylon Jackson and, and Kevin Allen still on the team. This is a guy that if he can be your third guy, then great. And you can rely on him and, and he can give you some quality snaps when he sees them. Great. He gets to do it in Dallas. It doesn't seem like he's a big NIL play. All of those things, all positives for SMU. And then you can get into, um, you can look at the spring bringing in a maybe a, a bigger ticket type of defensive lineman to address the middle if SMU can find one. It's hard to do in the spring window, but that would be the goal. So SMU does get a big addition uh, physically in Blake Burris, the former Texas Tech defensive lineman, roughly around 6'5", 300 pounds. He's got two career tackles in three games. 
he'll be able to come into Calvin Thibodeau's room and step in and uh, at least contribute in the rotation in some way early on here for the Mustangs. And uh, if they're able to get a little bit more out of them, great. If not, you've got a guy who uh, has been in a college program for a while. He's got three years of eligibility remaining, so you've got kind of term to develop him a little bit in a relatively low uh, expectation and low stress level um, because you do have Mike Lockhart, you do have Tank Booker, you do have Corey Roberson who's been here. So you're going to be able to uh, step up with those guys and then maybe uh, figure out how to, um, you know, uh, get more out of Blake Burris as he, as he goes through the college program. SMU also picked up a high school commitment uh, just off the heels of, of kind of a rough week with Ricky Stewart and Demetrius Brisbane decommitting. SMU picked up one of their top safety targets uh, in a newly offered safety in Nathan Tillman. The Arlington Mansfield Timberview standout committed to the Mustangs over offers from Baylor, TCU, Texas Tech, and others. Last week, just before he committed to SMU, he picked up offers from Kansas State, uh, former SMU defensive coordinator Van Malone dishing out that offer, and Michigan State. So a uh, well-offered uh, prospect, the 6'1", 170-pound defensive back, took his second unofficial visit to SMU in three weeks on Saturday when he announced his commitment to the Mustangs. This season, in a kind of shortened season, he missed three games. He had six pass breakups, and I think he had around 30 tackles. So when I spoke with Nathan Tillman, uh, who's actually the younger brother of uh, Terrell Tillman, which if you're a hardcore recruit, Nick, uh, you might recognize uh, that name from back in the day as well uh, when he went on to go play for uh, Texas Tech after uh, transferring from Oregon. Uh, he played at Mansfield Mansfield Timberview as well. Uh, but SMU gets a familiar face uh, in that sense uh, with Terrell's younger brother, Nathan, now committed to play for the hometown Mustangs. Remember, James Brown is on staff for SMU, the former Arlington Mansfield Timberview coach. Uh, he's in uh, an off-field role. And then Scott Simons uh, recruited him and, and you know, taking two visits. He said it's home, the coaches, the relationships. I knew when I came up here that I wanted to commit today is what he told me. Also likes Coach Lashley and what he's doing. Uh, and he believes he's the guy to, quote, take us to the promised land. So uh, SMU gets on the right side of landing commitments over the weekend when they got Nathan Tillman on board in the class of 2025. When it, when it comes to that class of 2025 for SMU, that gives them four commitments on board now um, after SMU lost Demetrius Brisbane and Keelan Russell, or excuse me, Demetrius Brisbane. Sorry, people are just jumping out of windows and stuff. But Demetrius Brisbane and Ricky Stewart, um, those guys decommitted. They have Keelan Russell, the four-star quarterback from Duncanville. We'll talk about him. He had an interesting weekend. Dalen Singleton from DeSoto, the four-star receiver, and Javion Holiday, the three-star Duncanville cornerback. Nathan Tillman, who will get a ranking at some point. I don't know what. I think he should be a very high three-star, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, they sit number 22nd or 22nd in the country overall in the on-three industry team recruiting rankings at sixth in the ACC. When you take out the industry and you just make it on threes rankings, SMU sits. Uh, they were that sits at 23 overall. Um, in the country. They were at 18, so I guess some schools got some commitments over the weekend. Uh, but uh, for SMU, this is a guy that 
was kind of on the uptick. You're seeing him pick up offers. They also still are recruiting Elijah Pratt, his uh, former teammate who transferred from Mansfield Timberview to IMG Academy. And we'll talk a little bit more about the guys they got on campus for junior day this weekend. But uh, talk about a good, quick close by this coaching staff. Last week, we were talking about Demetrius Brisbane and Ricky Stewart backing off their commitments and Demetrius Brisbane committing to Baylor. People wondering if this is the falling falling apart of this class. Well, they go out and beat Baylor uh, for a commitment and, and a guy who has been picking up offers. He opts to stay home instead and play for the Mustangs. So all is not lost uh, when it comes to recruiting for SMU. So let's dive into some of the storylines from this weekend and in, in a recruiting heavy podcast, uh, this, this uh, fine Monday, if you're listening to this on Monday, uh, but let's go in with Keelan Russell here, because this is one of the more important guys um, in this class, of course, but also uh, he got some big news over the weekend as another SEC program entered the mix for him with Florida offering him a scholarship while he was on campus for a visit. Uh, he did go down to Florida. He drove the roughly uh, 12 hours or so um, to go uh, see Billy Napier's program, and he left with an offer. And when I look at this, this is just kind of that continued um, uh, recognition of how good of a quarterback Keelan Russell is. Uh, he's led Duncanville to back-to-back state championships. He has the ability to be a really impressive star quarterback, a quarterback that you build around. He can distribute the ball. He's got a strong arm. You'll see if you're watching on YouTube, he'll hit a big one here in a, in a couple seconds. Um, but uh, he's a really, really good quarterback who's just really scratching the surface, I think, in terms of what he can be. Um, and so Florida offered him. Remember, SME beat out Ole Miss and a couple other programs for Keelan Russell. So when I look at Florida and how this was this one's going to impact his recruitment, I'm not going to sit here and say uh, he's absolutely a million percent going to sign with SMU and nothing's going to happen. But I just don't get the sense this is one that uh, is going to get him, um, you know, off of his SMU commitment. I, I think there are other programs that maybe closer to home, like an A&M, or if Arkansas decided to turn the heat up, Missouri, those are kind of regional programs that I would probably watch. And that's kind of me speculating slash just hearing things from different sources on who could turn the heat up on Keelan Russell. And SMU would maybe worry about it a little bit more. Um, the one thing I'd say is I mentioned Arkansas. They've got the same issue Florida does. Are they a lame duck coaching staff uh, going into the 2024 season? And is Billy Napier going to get Florida to punch through the ceiling and change the way this thing's going down there in Gainesville? I don't know, but uh, I tell you what, I do know Keelan Russell just found out uh, how tough that ride is uh, from Dallas to Gainesville. I've done it many times uh, with my family uh, going past Gainesville to Tampa, and it's uh, it's a long one. So um, he and his, his, his family went down to Florida. He had a nice time. I mean, he told me, you know, the Gators are one of the top schools in his recruitment now, SMU still very much in there. He's got strong bonds with Yara King, the new quarterbacks coach for SMU, Rhett Lashley, their offense, all of those things. SMU's just got to keep buckled in here and keep getting them on campus. It's a dead period now. There'll probably be a little bit of a cooling off um, if, if all goes well. 
And then you look at March and into April and, and May, and, and you hope he's back on campus recruiting for you like he was to start off things when SMU hosted a junior day on uh, January, uh, I think, January 20th. He was on campus recruiting for the Mustangs. So um, that is kind of the latest. I'll have more notes for our subscribers on, on Keelan Russell and kind of where I think things are at um, for him. Uh, but he is somebody that um, SMU is is sitting um, not in a precarious spot by any means. I don't consider him to be in the same boat of a Ricky Stewart or Demetrius Bris- Brisbane. But we're just watching. You know, he ended up taking a visit to Florida without an offer. He got one. And now he'll have to assess if he wants to go back there for an official visit, if that's too far for him, if they're a coaching staff that is on the outs um, with how they've done so far. Those are all things he's going to have to weigh if he does end up really, truly considering a flip or uh, heading elsewhere. But I, I just get the sense everything's okay right now with Keelan Russell from what I've heard and what, you know, Keelan's kind of told me too. So that was a big storyline uh, for SMU this weekend. When it comes to the junior day for SMU, they had a monster group on campus for the Mustangs uh, checking out the program and Look, as as we go down the list here, you're going to find something that is uh, rather um, uh, familiar, uh, and that is that a lot of these guys have highly rated, uh, you know, uh, rankings next to them. And when you look at uh, the list at on3.com, it is littered with four star prospects and guys that will be highly rated prospects. So let's dive in here to this uh, junior day weekend. Here's the rundown. One of the biggest names. That was on campus was Michael Turner, the four star running back from Richland High School. Uh, He was on campus checking out uh, the program. And then you had uh, Tyron Polly, the Duncanville safety coming back to campus quietly, showed up at the end of the day um, and and got a little tour, um, you know, from the program uh, or from the coaches. And then uh, Keandre Johnson from Terrell was back on campus, another highly touted athlete. Uh, was back uh, for another visit um, to SMU uh, this, uh, um, uh, not this year, but over the past six months or so, he's been on campus uh, a, a couple times um, with uh, um, for visits. So uh, those are big-time prospects and targets for SMU. Then you had Taz Williams, uh, the Red Oak wide receiver, another four-star prospect um, who was on campus. Uh, to check out uh, the Mustangs. He's not been back uh, for a minute. This is his first visit since really he was a highly touted freshman kind of sophomore. So for him to come back was was really nice. He made a tour of Baylor and Texas A&M as well this weekend. And then they got Marcus Garcia, one of the big risers uh, in the area uh, when it comes to offers uh, going out. Um, and, and SMU is one of the newest schools to get in on him. He was on campus. And then Zay Gentry, from McKinney High, uh, one of the best corners in the area uh, and in the state. He's a four-star prospect as well. Um, at on three, we had him uh, very highly rated uh, to start, um, and he is uh, very much uh, one of SMU's top targets at cornerback. Uh, he's an on 300 guy. He's a top 40 corner nationally. Um, and then uh, they had Kobe Foreman, another top prospect for SMU at cornerback, was back on campus. But all that said, when it comes to the four-star prospects, oh, looky there, this is what's so funny about recruiting. Demetrius Brisbane, fresh off a of flip 
to Baylor. He ends up coming back to SMU um, uh, to check it out. Um, and I think this is where you learn kind of quickly that recruiting is just so weird. And um, I think SMU fans will be pleasantly surprised by how this staff can continue to just chip away. And I, I don't know if it'll pay off with Demetrius Brisbane, but this is why you don't stop recruiting kids. He flips to Baylor, comes back to SMU just days later, and he's going to take other visits. I mean, this is a kid that shut it down, quite frankly, probably too early in his recruiting process. And now he's, despite having flipped to Baylor, going to look at other options uh, when it comes to where he could go with his recruiting process. So he's a big name to know when it comes to SMU now that he's been back on campus. And he's one of the top safeties in the country uh, when it comes to the recruiting rankings. And SMU is recruiting him at that spot. Some schools are recruiting him to play uh, on the offensive side of the ball and, and, and you know, help them out in that regard. Uh, but I think for SMU, the one thing I will say about this 2025 class is that the secondary is deep with talent and options for this program. And um, Demetrius Brisbane, just don't lose hope just yet. He came right back to campus. He's got a lot of good relationships at SMU. He's got good relationships at, Bay at Baylor too, but he wanted to get back to SMU. That was one thing he told me coming off that visit. He wanted to check out, but um, getting back to some of the other guys uh, and the full story uh, drops with Demetrius on, on Tuesday morning if you're an on the Pony Express subscriber. Uh, but the big man, I would say, that was on campus for the offensive side was Richland High standout running back Michael Turner. Uh, he's a top 100 prospect on on three. He's one of the best running backs in the country. And coming off his visit, you know, SMU takes the on three RPM lead. They got that visit in there. But get it, getting the feel from him, I think he's wide open when it comes to recruiting. Uh, he didn't get give me a, a good feel when it came to um, whether or not SMU is now at the top. He didn't give us a good feel as to whether whatever program is at the top kind of keeps that close to the vest. But what I can tell you is SMU needs an elite back in this 2025 class and to get him on campus was a big deal. But he was joined by one of his teammates who is also blowing up recently um, with offers in that, and that is Xavier Johnson, um, who is one of the top wide receivers in the area, and SMU is recruiting him. Rhett Lashley and his staff went through um, Richland the day Ricky Stewart backed off his commitment and they visited visited both Xavier Johnson and Michael Turner, showing them you know how big of a priority they are. Um, and lo and behold, they get both on campus uh, very quickly after that. So um, both are prospects that you can squarely say SMU has on the radar. They're pushing for. They're trying to reel them in, and we'll see kind of how how it goes when it comes when it comes to that. Um, keeping with the four star prospect theme, SMU did host Kobe Foreman. I didn't recognize him because he cut his hair. If you're watching on YouTube, he's got the dreads going, um, or the longer hair going uh, in his profile picture here. But the on 300 prospect checked out Houston. He was at Baylor. Now he's back at SMU. I think SMU would love to get this guy on board sooner rather than later. Um, of course, you know, four-star prospect, that's all well and good. But this is a guy that SMU's prioritized from the get-go. Uh, he is um, one of the top 
prospects on their board overall. They think that highly of him. He's a guy that's played both ways, considered an athlete early on in his uh, uh, recruitment. And so to get him on board would be massive. And same goes for Tyron Polly, another on 300 prospect who is from Duncanville. Obviously, SMU's trying to get that pipeline going and cooking in the right direction. But um, Tyron Polly is a, is a big-time prospect um, and, and quietly kind of snuck in um, as kind of things were wrapping up, you know, he and his family that I saw showed up, you know, they got a tour around campus, another tour, and then, um, you know, probably hung out with the staff. Um, but uh, that was a big guy to see kind of pull up on junior day, kind of late in the process. He's been around a lot of the meetings. He just did that two weeks ago. But for him to come spend some time on campus is a big deal. So we'll be watching to see what happens with Tyron Polly. And then another key defensive target for this staff, Keandre Johnson, who um, on the hoof is one of the most impressive guys that was on campus um, on uh, Sunday. And uh, I really you know, thought that was a guy that you could see SMU getting on board and saying, OK, you could bump him up into, you know, kind of a strong side defensive end, maybe in this defense, maybe. Um, but really where he's going to play if he ends up at SMU is the bandit spot. Um, Sam Dunham, Dunham's been recruiting him for a while, um, and he's uh, a very, very impressive-looking uh, prospect on the hoof. He's recovering from some, I think, like a, a shoulder injury or something, um, but he is he's a guy that um, SMU has really been pressing for a long time now. And, uh, you know, this, this program needs frontline guys, and they need him – from the high school ranks. And that's something that, you know, if you're looking for, you know, criticism of, of kind of the staff over the last, you know, couple of years in recruiting, it's that it, it has been a little dependent on landing, or I guess not the last couple of years, but you, you, you need, you need to bring in like an edge pass rusher type of guy. And if Keandre Johnson can be your guy uh, or one of the guys that you can bring in off the edge, that helps you long term if you bring them in and you can develop them versus having to go out and acquire guys through the transfer portal to fill the void. So um, that was a big piece of news on that front. And then uh, I'll highlight this. Everybody always asks about the big uglies, and um, I just kind of touched on it there. SMU needs big defensive linemen, and Chase Sims uh, out of Rosenberg, Texas, was also on campus, and uh, he's not a four-star but he is absolutely worth noting when it comes to uh, bringing him in for a visit. And I think SMU has squarely positioned themselves as one of the top teams in his recruitment. So we'll be watching that uh, closely. Um, a couple other guys that are worth highlighting uh, without a doubt is uh, Devin Ferris out of Houston Heights. Uh, I know you'll look at his, um, you'll look at his on three RPM there and it's SMU along with Sam Houston, Lamar and McNeese. But he does have Baylor. He does have UTSA, Boston College, um, Marshall, Memphis. He's gotten he's, – he's really picked up his recruitment. I I swear I think SMU is uh, – let me check this. I'm pretty sure SMU was first to offer him. And uh, if that's the case, it's been a um, – maybe not. But um, there was somebody recently from the Houston area. Oh, I know who it was. It was a Houston – North Shore offensive lineman that picked up his first offer from from SMU, but um, that is neither here nor there. Uh, um, Devin Ferris is one of the guys that looked 
the best on the hoof at, at the 20 in the 2025 class that SMU had on campus. And in a similar uh, light, I would say uh, you look at Jonathan Cunningham out of North Crowley. He really looks the part. I mean, when you look at guys that you try to draw up, um, imagine if Kiki Burns was just a straight linebacker out of high school and didn't toil between um, linebacker and wide receiver and tight end and things like that. Uh, that's kind of what Jonathan Cunningham looks like uh, right now. And he obviously plays for a very impressive program there um, at North Crowley. And then another one that stood out to me um, is Jaden Sanders out of Kilgore High. Um, he's one of the, the best in East Texas. And physically, he looks the part. I mean, he is somebody that almost looked like he had spent a couple years in a college program already. And uh, so we'll be uh, tracking him uh, very closely. And then uh, it is worth noting uh, that Gianni Edwards, the son of Dallas Cowboys, uh, former Dallas Cowboys defensive back, uh, Mario Edwards Sr., um, was on campus uh, for his uh, uh, first visit uh, that I know of, at least in his recruitment uh, from what I've seen. But SMU just recently offered him and got into the mix. He's a guy that could probably be a little bit more of a nickel corner uh, potentially for SMU. And again, um, Ricky Hundley has just done a really good job casting a wide net here um, on this uh, recruiting class uh, when it comes to uh, the cornerback position and the defensive backs in general. And then um, you have Marcus Garcia. Uh, Got to note the big uh, guys up front on the offensive line, uh, getting a chance to come by SMU. He's made a few visits to TCU over the course of his recruitment already over the last like couple years. But SMU is one of his new offers. He's got um, quite a few offers uh, now, and he's a guy in the top 200 and one of the best offensive linemen in the country. So um, that is kind of the rundown on some of the top guys from the class of 2025. And before we wrap things up uh, here, and we'll go more in depth for our subscribers and our subscriber only podcast, um, and, and we'll be dropping, I mean, we probably have 20 to 30, 25 plus updates coming on these guys that have visited uh, but before we kind of wrap things up and kind of share where things stand heading into the now that the, the dead period is here, we need to remind you guys about our friends at Status Jet. And Status Jet can get you hooked up with the right kind of luxury when it comes to your charter jet experience. They have a team of people that can work through their options on the jet front to get you into the right plane. And if you have a snafu with your uh chartering experience elsewhere they can help you out even in the in a pinch they have the ability to work their network of different providers and different jets and companies and and all sorts of private uh, planes to get you from point a to point b and do it in a way that is luxurious and quick and efficient um, so check out statusjet.com use code ponyupacc or mention on the ponyexpress.com and call them, 866-406-1980, to get more information on all their private jet options that they have for you um, and your family and friends, all the different ways to travel this uh, this summer. Um, we'll be uh, sharing more information when we're able to on all the options when it comes to traveling for SMU games in the ACC this upcoming season. We, we're putting together a plan for that now that the schedule's here. But let me tell you guys, Status Jet, they have it covered. Uh, big plane, small plane, helicopters, however you need to get from point A to point B, contact Status Jet today. 
We'll close out the podcast with this um, and a couple of things, just house, housekeeping. But first of all, subscribe to OnThePonyExpress.com for just a dollar for your first two months. Use code SMU, uh, SMU1, that's SMU the number one, to get two months free, or excuse me, two months for just a dollar um, and get all the inside scoop on you know these guys that have visited. I'll be dropping a trend meter, do some class predictions and things like that over the next few weeks because it is the dead period. Um, in a few weeks, SMU will start spring football. And then uh, we're also tracking the basketball team as well. We're excited to uh, have a new addition to the staff, which will be finalized um, later this week. Uh, so that'll be exciting. It's a good time to join on theponyexpress.com. The dead period is now here. So yesterday was a quiet period. Coaches couldn't go out and see prospects, but they could host them, which SMU took full advantage of. That was quite honestly one of the best junior days I've covered at SMU. There's been a couple here and there throughout the Chad Morris to Sonny Dykes to now Rhett Lashley eras. That was probably the best group of talent in the last couple of years that I've seen on campus at once. Um, we don't always know when they've got an elite, elite level group. I know the class of 2024 had a good group on campus uh, that ended up, you know, a lot of those guys ended up uh, inking with SMU and things like that. But when it comes to the class of 2025, they've really done a nice job prioritizing this group and putting them at the forefront of what the future can be for SMU. When you have a highly touted quarterback like Keelan Russell, when you have some name brands locally um, being the being the um, you know faces of the class right now, especially in Dallas, they made some waves. I think on Sunday with a lot of the top prospects that are on their board from the class of 25 to 26 to 27. They extended some new offers uh, to some guys that deserved them and seemed excited about it when we talked to them after the visit. One thing I'll tell you, two things. The ACC move is very important. We know that. That's first things first. That's what's getting a lot of the attention from a lot of these prospects. But I had a chance last week to tour the new Gary Weber end zone complex. And it is pretty unbelievable. And you think about what the hill was or the berm or whatever you want to call it. And you say, ah, that just doesn't look like a lot of space. How are they going to do that? Is it going to be worth it? I mean, it is going to be one of the best facilities in the country. It's well thought out. It's functional. Um, it is just insane how big it is. And you look at the weight room that SMU has now, which basically try to maybe like avoid um, if you're taking them on, you know, campus tours and things like that. But the weight room, and I don't know the numbers, but it's got to be triple the size of the existing weight room. And the existing weight room also has cardio equipment taking up space in it. The new weight room for SMU is going to be triple that space at least. And then they're going to have cardio equipment upstairs on its own level where people can work out and do those type of things. Um, if they're not running on the field, which opens right out, um, it's it's just going to be pristine. The way it's put together for coaches, for players, there's going to be a space for NIL um, where, where players can do their own um, like filming of their deals and taking pictures with product and things like that. They're going to have um, an incredible club space where they're actually going to have uh, an in-house kitchen for the first time in Ford Stadium, which is impressive. That's going to allow for fresher food, quality to improve, all those things. 
Uh, you're gonna have three bars on the club level. You the suites are pretty well thought out when it comes to uh, those on the just a couple levels above. Um, the coaching staff rooms are um, very well planned out in terms of how to get from you know offensive staff to into the team room and uh, breakout rooms and things like that. Um, it's the locker room is is going to be massive. Uh, it's got an elevated player lounge. Uh, the the training facility in terms of uh, training tables uh, and and medical equipment is pretty unbelievable. And um, I just tell you, it's just so impressive what SMU has put together. And it's just going to be pretty first class. So uh, I posted some pictures at OnThePonyExpress.com. If you're not a subscriber, check those out. Um, those are behind the paywall. But um, it's just it's it's unbelievable um, where SMU is going with that facility. So uh Wrapping up, SMU got a nice win over UAB on Saturday in Moody Coliseum as well. That puts them squarely in uh, the mix for a regular season AAC championship still. A lot of time to go when it comes to that. Um, and SMU will play Rice Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Central on ESPN+. Uh, the Mustangs beat UAB 72-69. Uh, SMU was down 63-54 with 6-13 to play, and they ended the game on an 18-6 run. So... Uh, they held UAB to one of seven from their uh, one of their last seven seven during that stretch, and uh, they were able to uh, get the win, a big one for SMU, just getting um, that one under its belt um, against a team that's been playing good basketball. So with that, guys, the dead period is here. There's going to be a lot of resetting of the board. We'll preview spring ball on the site. So I hope you guys enjoyed this edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I will catch you guys later this week with another pod. Thanks for listening. Have a good one, everyone. Thanks for listening to the On the Pony Express podcast with Billy Embody. Follow us on your socials on X at SMU on 3 and on Instagram at On3SMU. And keep it locked to OnThePonyExpress.com for more coverage.